afternoon. You're with Planet FM and this is Musings. My name is Noel. And I'm Mimi. On Musings, we give you music to listen to and something to muse about. Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers You never know what they're out to get from you Never know what they're gonna try to do Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers Some are just common these they say The next thing you know I'll steal your heart away Sometimes this soul life Seems like a highway And it keeps rolling That highway Meet a lot of strangers Pass a lot of dangers On your way home Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers If you don't like taking chances Then you better keep moving on My friend Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers Some just come things they say Next thing you know I'll steal your heart away Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers You never know what they're out to get from you You never know what they're gonna try to do Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers Summer just come these they say Next day no one will steal your heart Picking up strangers Let me tell you about the dangers Never know what
has occurred in the fields of social and life sciences. And this may have a profound implication for the eventual reconciliation of science and spirituality in the future. To explain further, when we interact with the world around us, we do so by means of mental maps. That is, we organize our thoughts into sets of beliefs about how the world operates, 
and then we use these beliefs as we would a road map. These mental maps are sometimes called models or theories. Originally, scientific models of living organisms were patterned after the closed systems model of physics. That is, a system which does not in any way interact with its surrounding environment. Applying closed system models to biological systems such as the human body or to social systems such as a business organization resulted in several undesirable consequences. Then in 1940, a Viennese biologist proposed an open system method for conceptualizing or modeling living organisms. Social scientists were quick to adopt this new modeling technique since it permitted a much more dynamic conceptualization of how organizations operate too. Open living systems have a number of characteristics which distinguish them from closed systems. And nowadays, open system theories are characterized by the assumption that systems exist within systems. Let us take our bodies, for example. When the many systems in our body are all operating as they should, we are in a state of good health. This state of affairs has been referred to as harmonium. However, when something goes wrong, even in a single minute system within the body, the entire organism is likely to be affected because of the dynamic interrelationship among all of its systems. It is possible to apply a similar concept to social systems such as business organizations, governments or societies. The concept of harmonium within the human body can also be applied to social systems. We might call such a concept social or organizational harmonium. If we think of our society as being composed of millions of cells or individuals, each with a certain amount of needs, then the society as a whole can also be characterized as having those same needs. If people in a society tend to have a high need for achievement, then that society as a whole can also be thought of as having a high need for achievement. This approach to characterizing societies by their need levels has been utilized by David McClelland, a psychologist at Harvard University. He has studied a number of countries in terms of their overall needs for achievement, for power, and for sense of belonging. He has found that countries with a high need to achieve tend to have more entrepreneurs or small businessmen per capita than do countries which are low on this need. Professor McLelland has also discovered what appears to be cyclical fluctuations over time in the need for power and the need for affiliation within societies. 
Although he is very cautious about his findings, Dr. McClellan thinks that wars are more likely to occur when the need for power is relatively high and the need for affiliation or belonging is at a cyclic low. When the need for affiliation is high in relation to power needs, a period of peace ensues. In other words, the needs of the individuals within a society determine the character and activities of that society. If the motives of the people, the cells of the societal body change, then the society itself will change. Dr. McClellan's research has continued to provide insights into these subjects. He believes, for example, that many of the basic driving forces within an individual can be affected by learning experiences. And this has implications for fields such as education in our attempt to consciously create a better society. However, we need to realize that the motives we choose in deciding where our focus will fall also rely on our values. Thus, if we value personal achievement, we may encourage the development of this motive to a high level in our children or youth. On the other hand, if we value cooperation, we might focus on developing that particular trait instead. It is in our choice of values and motives that we can see the tremendous impact of holding an open system model of ourselves and of society. An open system concept of society recognizes the dynamic interrelationship between each of its members. What happens to one person is likely to affect several other people. We can even draw an analogy between the malfunctioning of an organ in the human body and the detrimental actions of one person or group of people towards another group within society. A malfunctioning organ or an infected part of the body results in symptoms and reactions throughout the body. Similarly, The detrimental personal actions which start out being focused in a narrow part of society can eventually infect the entire society. In this illustration, we can see one major difference, though, between the human body and human society. The body operates in a manner over which we have little conscious control but we do have a great deal more control over the operations of our societal body. We can change society or create a new one by consciously choosing our goals, our values and our needs. Within a system's approach to ourselves and to society, the values and needs which we wish to develop in our children will be ones that are most likely to result in a more harmonious and healthy social system. One in which each individual functions in greater harmony with the overall needs of the society in which they find themselves. 
in this more harmonious system, the needs and rights of others can be more readily recognized and satisfied. Humanity cannot find itself in a state of harmonium as long as even one of its cells is not healthy. This realization allows us to see that from a rather selfish point of view, it is in our own best interest to see that everyone else is living as well as possible. Since success or failure of even one life eventually becomes our own success or failure. So perhaps in this new era, we may be able to revisit some of the ideas and ideals expressed by age-old philosophers such as Plato and Socrates, who promoted a better way for us all. It's never too late to make this a better world.
think deeply and investigate thoroughly, we find that which we thought was hidden was actually right in front of us all along. Keep listening. We'll be back next week.